podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. I'm Sam Keir, host of Hitman for Hire, a year in the life of a franchise cricketer. For the past 12 months, I've been talking to T20 star David Visa, getting his take from behind the scenes at the IPL, the 100 and the rest of the world's biggest leagues. That's the Donnelly view system deal. There's no <laughs> ways in my mind that was up. These guys don't know how to win at this stage. He had his driver pick him up in his Bentley. People start chanting your name. You kind of have to pinch yourself. Hitman for Hire, a year in the life of a franchise cricketer. Listen now, wherever you get your podcasts. Sport Social. If you're snacking on anything but tasty cake, you're making a huge Miss Cake. A fistful of chocolate-covered raisins? Miss Cake. A spoonful of peanut butter? Bigger Miss Cake. Or the worst Miss Cake of all, your kid's Halloween candy. And it's May. If it's not tasty cake, it's a Miss Cake. Because nothing satisfies like a perfectly sweet butterscotch crimpet. Or rich and creamy chocolate peanut butter candy cake. Tasty Cake. Accept no substitutes. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Hi, welcome along to the forum, aka Shitlet FM out in Blanchardstown. Ray, can you turn it off in case there's any um, yeah to come in? That'd be great. Um, right, look, I, I see everyone is a basket case this evening um, online and all, all around the world. So I'm hosting. Um, and joining us on tonight to discuss a few of, our, of the topics, the relevant topics that are out there at the moment, is of course below me, Shane Davron. With uh, now, Phil, you might, yeah, great to see you, Shane. Um, I don't know why you're wearing a wig tonight, but fair play to you for doing that. <laughs> um, <laughs> then on this side of me here is Andrew Young. Hey, Hello, yeah. Andrew. How you keeping? Oh, good. FSG, yeah. FSG. Good, good. That's great. And then down here. Over here, oh, fuck it. That's Ray Brady. Ray is currently looking after the um, Pirate FM for Blanchestown out there for the lads as they get along. Uh, if you want to see Ray, the best chance to see him is at four o'clock in the morning in a wetsuit out in Port Marnock Beach. Um, and at three o'clock, he'll be up to order nefarious acts that may one day get him con one of the most uh, murdered programs. Anyway, tonight we're going to be talking about four topics as we do on the forum as it goes along. Um, it's all the relevant topics that's going at the moment. Fortunately, I haven't watched any football over the weekend, so my weekend's been great. Um, but I know the rest of you have all had an issue. Uh, so, look, I think the first and the most overwhelming topic that's out there at this moment in time is the most laborious um, piece of shite that goes on every time something goes wrong or we don't like something that happens. So this topic, I believe, hang on, I just need to check whose topic it is. Um, whose topic is FSG out in? Uh, that'll be me. 
<laughs> That's Andy's. All right, Grant. Shock horror. All right, Grant. So Andy's topic is about FSG in out. We're going to do the FSG hokey cokey, um, and we're going to try shake it out about and see what's up. So first of all, um, this is more or less stemming from an article, um, and I'll always mention it's, it's it's probably important for people out there to cop this. That anchoring is so important when it comes to the people's common sense because all it is is just reaffirms confirmation bias. What's going on at the moment is a bunch of you weirdos always wanted FSG out, and a bunch of you weirdos always wanted FSG in, and the truth lies somewhere in the middle. But all we're doing is we've anchored on a position that's led by a journalist who's taken Klopp's comments and twisted them a certain way to get as much clicks as possible. And from here on out, the whole conversation has been Klopp is unhappy and he wants to set fire to FSG. Let's all back Klopp because the world's going to fall apart. So, um, Andy, take it up. <coughs> That's it, covered. <laughs> Next topic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I suppose. I mean, my understanding of how this all kicked off it was the, the Mirror article last week and it was based on Klopp's comments about it's not his decision you know there's other people involved in in um the decision making process at the club um of course you'd like a center back and all that thing so anyway uh as as me, the media does they they made a story of it um the athletic ran their own version of it but what what does what does uh talk about liverpool doing especially when it comes to anything a little bit edgy or controversial or about fsg do well it creates clicks and it also creates subscriptions for the athletic so if you kind of look at what Klopp actually said yourself and make up your own mind it's not really like the 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 story the narrative that the mirror have created but what it's done now is it's brought back out with the long grass all the fsg outlets who are the same people who anything kind of goes on the club where they can connect to a conspiracy they're they're there or thereabouts you don't see them when you win leagues. I mean, I don't know. It's a weird way to support the team. You see them when we draw, we lose, or something negative said about the owners. I would have thought that um, the FSG have done enough now to get back in amongst the fan base. We've recruited with Klopp. We've built on the stadium. We've developed the training ground. Up to this point, uh, Klopp has always got supported with uh, purchases in the transfer market. And we've won the league. and We've won the Champions League. You'd be forgiven for saying last August that they were the best owners you could possibly uh, have because they, they're all about sustainability. They don't risk uh, the club. They're, they've they moved the club forward and forward every year for the last 10 years. And uh, Klopp says that he, you know, kind of says that he, he'd like a centre-back and he, can, he can't get one. And all of a sudden, um, FSG out again. And it always baffles me. How does this FSG out thing happen if you got your way? What do you do? Do you like just go on to Dundee or adverts or uh, just say new owners required uh, off his pop? It doesn't work like that. You know, thoughts and feelings. Right. right. You're a big, huge um, scarf throwing, smoke bombing maniac when it comes to the Liverpool. Um What's your view on FSG? Um, yeah, well, pretty much what Andy said. You'd uh, you'd be forgiven for thinking that um, everything was rosy in the garden, so to speak. But I mean, all the good work doesn't uh, give them a free pass from criticism. In my book, they've uh, stepped out of line a couple of times, uh, mainly ticket prices. They're trying to copyright Liverpool thing, um, and then are we saying four locked or four load? What pronunciation am I using? Four low. The attempted four low of of the staff. 
Um, if you were so a ship floorlock. Yeah, well, that's why I was going to say floorlock. <laughs> because, like, because, because honestly, if you're starting to use this four low bollocks, don't, don't, because you, if we, if what's the, how do you say the person's name? T U R L O U G H. You don't call him Torlo. That's Colin Torley. That's a different bloke altogether. It's Torlock, right? So Forlock, Torlock, that's the way it rolls. Okay. I was, I was looking after the international audience there, Phil, you know? Fuck them. Um, but look, Drink like I say, I, I, I think um, for all the good, and it's been 99% good with FSG, I, 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 I do think they, 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 they can't escape criticism on certain things. And, and they, they, this, 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 <clears throat> Issue of the centre back thing um, definitely deserves criticism in my books. Definitely, Shane. Uh, I just left that comment on the screen there, <clears throat> just just to remind people. You know, <laughs> if, if, if you reckon he's a FSG in or out, Andy? I'd say he's FSG out, <laughs> but like I him up, at, but you're on the internet calling people muppets, <laughs> like so. There you go. <laughs> Can we get that sound? Uh, just the sound bite when a when a comment like that comes. <laughs> just get a little. Shane, nah, nah, nah. Shane how, what, what's your feelings? What's your feelings? What's your um, feelings on this? Yeah, look, it's like Ray, Ray and Andy covered it well there, and I'm conscious as well. I thought that the lads covered it very well last night. The fat back four as well. So there'll be probably viewers viewing that tonight as well. Listen. They shouldn't be immune from criticism, but I, I think yeah, if you can go back, like if you can go back to what the the club that they came into and t- took over, like it's it's chalk and cheese to what to what it is now. Like they've they've presided over a new main stand, probably the best training ground, uh, probably in the world. I'd say if they if they're here for another ten years, I'd probably bet that the Anfield Road will be done, um, torn, um, bringing review levels through the roof. Uh, for Anfield, they've 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 stuck in general with their with their plan, kind of a sell to boy uh, system, uh, transfer wise, and trying to run it as a as, as best a business as they can, rather than kind of the sugar daddy model and throwing money after money and getting into buckets of debt. But at the but at the same time, listen, if we're, if we're flipping forward now, I think like plan plans can change. With no doubt, maybe they sat down. In the summer, transfer wise, and kind of said, "Listen, our club kind of said, listen, we can get Thiago, but we're probably going to have to let Lovren go. Are you okay?" And he said, "I'm okay with Fabinho being far choice and blah blah blah." I'm sure all them meetings uh, passed off without a hitch. But listen, our two our two starting centre backs, one of their knees exploded, and the other fella got fucking clattered by that fucking prick Pickford. So like, um, things change as the season goes on, and I think. I think, I think in this instance, they're playing before as regards um, not trying to pick up somebody in on loan. That like it, like it means it can, it can mean a lot of things. It can mean Fabinho back into midfield if Matip can keep the fucking plaster on his flute and fucking play a few games in a row. It can even mean that if Matip plays can play twelve of the last nineteen league games, say or ten of them, it can get Fabinho back in the midfield if you get a centre back in. But Listen, that's I'm sure we'll, we'll come to that again with with you lads as well. But as as regards okay. FSG, I just I, th- I think they've done an awful lot right, but they aren't immune to criticism now. Definitely not. Can I give you a different take? I think it's one that's worth thinking about because the the, the jump to criticize FSG for this is always fascinates me. Right, so 
one the one person that's impervious to seem to what, what's going on here appears to be Michael Edwards. Right now, here's my take on, on Michael Edwards in this instance. Ultimately, he's the director of football at the club. He identifies the targets and he's made it very clear he's not prepared to move on targets that he doesn't associate with being good value. He's also responsible for sales. Now, based on where we are, they expected to offload about three or four players in the summer at value levels that weren't met. The Origis, the Shakiris, the um, <coughs> Grujic's, all those guys, right? That's the money that probably would pay for the replacement centre-back or the replacement for Lovren because we used the, whatever money we got in to pay for Thiago's contract in, in terms of coming here and, and, and fee. But this is the model. The model is that they'll always spend money they've generated rather than borrow to the thing. And I'm, I'm quoting here, we always spent money we generated rather than deficit spending. That would be the case in Liverpool. It's, it's us, up to us to generate enough revenue to be successful over the long term. We have not and will not deviate from that. They're quite clear in this. If I'm a if I'm a corporation, and I put my put my um, culture and values on something that people live and breathe, this is embedded in the club now. People mightn't like it. We had this round, this discussion, Andy, about two and a half years ago about this, right? And you were saying you like FSG because they deal with the people. Is it's a self sustaining model? They're never going to make the club go bankrupt. They're never going to go broke. They're growing an asset. It's great to see what it is. And I said to you, I don't give a bollocks about that. I'd love to get a rich. Oligarch to lump half a billion, a billion, two billion, three billion, and just blown as much money to put as many players that we can on the table as Man City. And you said, "Well, I wouldn't want to be like that club." Now I'm just, I'm just taking it back to the argument we had, and this is the same argument. It was a slight, with slightly different connotations. But in this instance, Michael Edwards wasn't prepared to sell the players at a lower price to raise funds to bring in a centre back, right? So he gambled with the idea that we would have some form of normal business environment come the end of this season to realise those values that he wants to to realise on those players he wants to offload. And off the back of that, we're in a position that there's no money there in the pot to spend come January. They weren't expecting Gomez to get injured. They weren't expecting Van Dijk to be injured for a season. They might have said, well, we might lose one of them. And to cover that, we'll use Fabinho in the case that we lose one of the, the four remaining centre-backs. So that gamble is taken not just not by FSG. Like Tom Werner and Henry aren't sitting there going, here's what we're gonna do, lads. Right? Here's what we're gonna do. It isn't sitting there doing that. That's the decision. So let's say you're into yoga or Pilates, or maybe you dabble in gymnastics like me. Either way, you know being flexible is key to doing what you love. That's why Smoothie King created this stretch and flex smoothie for people like us. With whole fruits and organic veggies, plus type 2 collagen, make it part of your daily fitness routine to support flexibility and joint health. So try the Stretch and Flex smoothie and tart cherry or pineapple kale. Order online today for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. Michael Edwards and the football people at the club who then go back and look for approval of the lads who control the horses and say, we have the money to do it or we don't have the money to do it. That's basically what we're talking about here. So all this, it's all on FSG. It's not on FSG. It's on the footballing committee, this famous footballing committee that they've put Mm. together from scouting, but right the way up to the director of football. Ultimately, he's the man who makes the decisions on who we're going to sign and who we're not going to sign. And if Klopp wants a centre-back, he's telling them, we'll get a centre-back in the summer because the player I want is the X, Y, and Z. And Klopp is saying, I need them now. He's saying, the value's not there. And he's controlling it. Like, I, I, I accept all that, Phil, but I think... What people are talking about now, what I'm talking about, is, is kind of say a stopgap. Like we're 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 like our backs are against the wall. 
uh, centre half wise. They're really against the wall. The unflus performance yesterday. Don't want to come on here. Kane and I'm letting like that. He didn't play well, and. As did, no, as I don't, I don't agree with you there. By the way, yeah, I, he, I don't, he, I don't agree with you there. I think our, our, I think back, our backs are against the wall. If like the numbers that are getting thrown around, for instance, the Athletics reported that we uh, we made contact with uh, Socrates. He used to play for Arsenal. He signed mm-hmm. for Olympiacos today. So that, if that's true, that would suggest to you that moves have been looked at being made. Now you're talking about uh, how they run their business. We accept that. Uh, argument you put forward, but if but if you, if you're gonna go that way, if you sit down and say like things happen where you need to address it, like things can happen that need to be addressed in the season. So if you go to them, the business model look, I need a centre back in because if we don't, there is a possibility we miss out in the top four, and you will be down a hundred million, a hundred twenty million in your business model. Now I'm just giving you that information. You can take that on board, and if you want to go one way or the other. So that, like that's like you can put forward that like it, it, they run their business a certain way, but also mm. things happen in the season that need to be addressed. And if it's the business model, like what you were speaking about, there, you, like it has to be said to them, we could miss out on top four here if we don't sign a centre back and the loss of revenues that will be in court. Like, do you know what yeah. I mean? That's that's what I, that's that's my thinking of it anyway. But Davo, to make a sign and to make a sign in January as a stopgap. Uh, it doesn't. It doesn't absolutely guarantee you top four. It doesn't. It doesn't resolve the situation. It doesn't ensure that we're going to finish in the top four. You know. But it gives us a far better chance, Andy. I would. It, I think we. St- I think a lot still needs to happen for Liverpool to to kick on to start challenging. I mean, it hasn't really. I, I'm not really that concerned about missing out on top four at the moment. But but if we want to kind of get back to maintaining the title challenge, yeah. It would be ideal to get a centre back, but not not someone like Socrates or not some some low on sign. And you know, they, you may as well pay the young if that's the case. I think. I I, dis, I disagree. I, I, I just think like there's like the Fre- French football's TV deal fell through. There's there's like the, every club over there is looking to sell. I don't know what the prices are. I don't know. People yeah. said eight million for well, your man Botman. I've never even seen him play, Andy. I don't. So I'm not going to sit yeah. here and say start screaming science fan Botman because I've never seen him playing. But I'm yeah. ju- my, my point is, is that like it, like there's a lot of teams in the running for top four. It's a very uh, bottleneck Premier League, probably down to sixth or seventh. Couple of wins here and there, and I'm sure we are going to turn a corner. Uh, I know Rage is going to talk about that later about farm, but I mean, like, I'd I'd rather not gamble with it, like, by having to play Henderson or having to play or have, having to play Henderson centre back. If you can go out and you can get a stopgap, that that's just my that's just my uh, my thoughts. And if you can get a yeah. like I said, if you can get a centre back in, right? I know what you were saying. Say it's Socrates, right? I don't think he's that great, right? He's experienced. He's a centre back by trade, and yeah. he's experienced. If Matip is fit and you've Socrates there, that allows Fabinho to go back into holding the field. Yeah, I know, hundred percent for the number of games. If like for the number mm. of games that like uh, like eventually Matip is going to get down with an injury, he can't play. He's not going to play the nineteen league games that are left. Yeah, but, <laughs> it, it, not you know what I mean? In a row, yeah, exactly, <laughs> right. Like. I thought I thought yesterday the 
you know, the, the, the setup and how we played was a bit more like like us, you know, the fullbacks yeah, we agree, were a lot yeah. higher uh, and and we we looked to use them a lot more than we have been. Uh, the system that they've been playing lately is just looking to protect the defence, which is which is vulnerable. Fair enough. I think if they do business in January, I would have thought I would have hoped it would be to accelerate a target that was gonna come in the summer and pay the premium there. I think it's it's uh it's less risky than just bringing in someone and, put, and putting all your eggs in a basket and somebody adapting straight away to the system and especially someone that's available in January. Normally, it's normally the clubs don't want to let their players go. Um, look, the model the model is the model as Phil says. They did want to sell those players and they they couldn't do it. And the way Liverpool is set up, they're buying players um and they have and they want to pay year on year. And when we sell players, we, we do the same. It's just the tra- it's just the, the financial strategy, and nothing's changed. I mean, that was that's the way it's been done before, and that's what's brought us to success. Um, they don't make huge profits. Every time they make profits, it's all, it's committed into bonuses. I mean, that's the way the club is run. You only have to look at the financial highlights that come out. They don't have big cash reserves. Investors don't leave cash lying around. They they. Have- their asset they they whether it's capital investments like the training ground or uh getting the the stands built or uh, planning to do the Anfield road and that's what they do they don't leave cash lying around so it's not a cash rich club and like people are wanking themselves silly over um uh the billy bean deal like if it you know all that does the billy bean well, deal is, is the billy bean deal is dead Right, but but no, he's, he's, stay, he's staying for one more year, isn't he? A baseball fella, right. uh, that's the no, 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 no. I'm, I'm talking about the, the remember the red ball acquisition part. That's yeah. there's a report out today yeah. in the states that that's fallen through. That the FSG have been they pulled the plug on FSG <laughs> about investing the 575 yeah. million, so that's that's dead. Well, anyway, so that that, coming in. Yeah, that doesn't that doesn't buy players. All that does is gives the original investors their, their return on their investment. That's all it does. Yeah. That's where the equity is. They take the money, and the, the club is bought for two hundred and fifty million, and they make their first little bit of profit. Club, money doesn't exit. Can the I club. just chip in here? To just, but the whole thing is, we're still looking at this as though we'd, we'd be on Davos so totally. Surely, for all their business plans, they have to have. You have to have an emergency plan when things are, are genuinely, and you, you have to balance it up. They can't run off the same plan all the time. This is. An emergency, if you ask me, in regards because there is a, a chance that we're not going to going to get top four. The league is that way, including this season. And um, so, like for all your plans, and this is the uh, the model they operate. Like someone put it up in the WhatsApp group there the other day. For example, right? If, if for take on board the arguments you've given, why we're not going to do business for just for pig orange, just say that two of our goalkeepers got injured, three of our goalkeepers got injured. And uh, what do they do in that situation? If, they, if they've no money and they didn't sell, what do they do? At what oh, right, stage? they don't. So at some stage, there has to be what, what they'd call an emergency, and we have to step out, outside our normal business practices. And that's and that's the way I see it now. It, like, it's, it's, it's absolutely crazy that they've, once the injuries came aboard, that they didn't enact some different way of operating because things are different now. Yeah, right. They, if, if the two goalkeepers get injured, the emergency is they go and they get someone in on loan. That's what every club would do in that okay. situation. They don't go out and buy a goalkeeper for 30 or 40 million because what do you do with them three goalkeepers when they're all fit? Understandable. There's nothing to say that they can't do this in regards to go out and get a loan deal for, for a centre-half. I just yeah, I'm, I'm not advocating yeah. a forty a forty four million. And, and that's, what's been, and that's what's that's what's been happening though. That's what they've been mm-hmm. trying to do. 
you know, Klopp will always say, if something can be done. So they're yeah. trying to find yeah. the right balance, the right player, the right loan. That's but what they But don't expect... Good, for example, there, the talk was that the uh, Botman was it was an 8 million deal. Like, are you telling me they couldn't have funded an 8 million thing, a temporary bridge and loan, anything for 8 million quid to get a centre-half in that's half decent? Like, can, can I just... Can I just interject because who says this that was is even real though? No, it's not real. I'm just, I'm just, I'm trying to answer. I'm not lads, saying it's, lads, it's, it's lads, gospel. Lads, this is just modern life. This is called scapegoat culture. It's not working on the pitch. Okay, we aren't going through. We're going through a bad spell, which we haven't experienced for the best part of the three years. So we want to point fingers. We don't want to point fingers at Klopp because of what he's delivered to us, right? So where's the, where are we going to point our fingers next? We're going to point fingers at the owners because we can't get the perceived answer in, which is go spend money to buy a centre-back, right? That's what this is. If we go out and beat Tottenham 6-0, beat Brighton 5-0, right? Beat, beat whoever we play next, Leicester or City, whoever it is that we play next, 2-0, right? And we're suddenly two points off the top. We're six points off United at the top of the league at the moment, right? Mm. I'm, just, I'm just being straight here. Then we're going to turn around and go, Jesus, I know it was a tough spell, but it, it worked out, didn't it? Hang on. Lads, everyone is jumping to this, jumping to this massive, massive assumption that we we are not going to make top four. The whole conversation is not. Right. I said we might, we, we no. may not. This is the fear, but this is football. The only team that hasn't, the only team that hasn't missed out on top four in the last ten years is Manchester City. There's a top six in England for a reason, because the six teams are capable of getting into the Champions League. The idea that this club dies if we don't get into the Champions League is bullshit. The team, that, the idea that we haven't achieved anything before we got into the Champions League and before Klopp came is bullshit. We finished runners up in the league under Rodgers, whether people like it or not. This is what happened. Klopp comes in and takes it on. One thing that FSG have always been able to do is continually make steps, make steps, make steps, make steps. This is the force bump in the road. Force bump in the road that Klopp has hit, right? That's all that's, this is. That was every the- single every single one of you that are sitting there in on Twitter on stuff like this, screaming about, get me this, get me this. You're like spoiled children at Christmas because Santa didn't bring your remote control plane and all he gave you was a fucking <laughs> Terry's chocolate orange and stuck it up your arse because that's what you deserve. You deserve this because look, you need look, a reality Phil, check. I just, I just don't think... I, listen, that's fair. Look, Phil, that's fair, right? Stamping your feet and screaming and fucking shouting to, for, to sign a £45 million centre-back in January, right? That is not what I'm advocating at all. You, but you cannot tell me there's absolutely zero downside to having another centre half body in there, be it a loan, be it a two million signing, or something like that, be it a loan, anything like that. That's that, not that, that's a that's a stop. That's a that's a stop. Well, this is that, Phil. We're we're in unprecedented kind of circumstances regarding our centre back uh, centre back options. Like you'd have to agree with that. So that's 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 not FSG. John Henry yeah, isn't yeah, sitting yeah, on the jock going, yeah, yeah. You know what? I'm not going to sign a centre back. <laughs> yeah. Here, can I just say it's the FSG talk. It's the only conversation we ever have that people start calling you names in the comments. I know. Some regular regular viewers. Some lads. Some you're, you're, lads. You're, right? you're a mobile. Kevin O'Sullivan is calling you all. <laughs> huh? 
I'm a Muppet. <laughs> Kevin O'Sullivan's <laughs> giving you all sorts of abuse there, Phil, because of your views. Like it's it's mad. It brings out rage in people. Look, there, there's Ian McLaughlin says, uh, lads, I'm sorry, don't be so naive to think the club have no money. Uh, it's simply not the case. Well, like, prove it. I mean, the financial highlights don't suggest that they do because what they show is an income and expenditure on players' wages and bonuses. Like, that's that's the truth of it. And the, the financial uncertainty that COVID has caused, the loss in revenue on match day, TV, God knows what else. It's an uncertainty. Like, so this thing does exist. It's not just, they're not just pretending that there's less money going around. And they have com- they have committed a huge amount of money that they have to fulfill without all this income. Like it, it is- 150 years of breakthroughs, milestones, and triumphs. 150 years of Children's National Hospital. 150 years of generous community support. You can give kids a future where they get freckles instead of chemotherapy and paper cuts instead of surgery. Children's National Hospital. 150 years stronger with your help. Please give today. Visit childrensnational.org slash 150 years. That's childrensnational.org slash 150 years. It's a real thing. And like, I sound like, I sound like I'm defending FSG like they're me dad, but like, <laughs> you have to, like you have to, you have to be realistic. You have to accept certain things. Like this model has got us our first leg title in 30 years. It's got us competing back at the big table when it comes to transfers and paying wages. It's stuff that we could have only dreamed of a few years ago. We I, were I'm using a shit Yeah, I know, but... I, I still don't think right. that, that's, that's still do, do, going away from the point that this is different. This is an emergency. This isn't... Yeah, just, know, the same team that won the league last year and everyone was fit and we were playing shit and we were just screaming, bring someone in. Two of your fucking centre-halves are missing and two of our midfielders right. are fucking playing back right. there. We brought in. We brought in. struggling regardless. Yeah. And, and th- like I say, this isn't a, a luxury boy. Oh, God, we're not winning. I want someone else. I want someone new. This, to me, is a fucking emergency and they have to have yeah. some type of plan in place right. to cover that. Right. They, brought in, they brought in Thiago for 30 million or whatever, plus like whatever wages he's on, I'm sure he's on a good whack, right? Because of the, the point he was in his contract, he, he could he could demand those sort of things. But they brought in an extra sentiment failure when it was really a centre-back they needed. Lovren left and they brought a sentiment failure in. Mm. Okay, so that was the original plan. Then then Gomez's knee blows up and then Van Dijk. I mean, you couldn't imagine this such a perfect storm for this. So now we need a centre-back. I know you think it's an emergency. I said it here last week or the week before. It is a bit of an emergency situation. But the solutions available as a loan for Socrates or some shithead that uh, some club can't get a game for some lower club, it's not going to fix everything. There's, there's deeper Look, problems. The team are playing shite, lads. There's Andy, so I don't, many players I, are all form. Lads, explain to me why the IR is at FSG and not Michael Edwards, who's the director of football who makes these decisions. It is not Michael Edwards. It's not whoever decides that we're not bringing in a centre-half field. If it goes under FSG, wrongly, so be it. Put it at Michael Edwards. Put it at whoever deciding who's to come in. But it's a fucking serious fuck-up, in my opinion, that no, no centre-half is being brought in. Serious every article, Every article written about the model all revolves around the fact that Michael Edwards is the man who makes the decisions on the football matters around the club and has been brilliant in the transfer market and has made all the right moves and has a higher percentage of successful signings than most other director of footballers. This is what's been behind it. Himself and Klopp are in synergy and all that type of stuff, right? 
Okay. Phil, it's just a handy hashtag FSG out. You know what I mean? But, it, the, it, but, but this, this is what it comes back to, right? There's a constant idea. Oh, well, can I throw it back at you, Phil, that what's the yeah. chances that Edwards has gone back to FSG and says we need to get such and such, and they've said no on a money basis? We don't know. We're not privy to this information. I'm not saying it's FSG or Michael Edwards. I don't know, but whoever's in behind the decision of us not signing that centre half is playing is taking a fucking serious risk, in my opinion. I, I don't disagree with you. And I, I, look, I, 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 I don't fact, think that's the case. I just don't. I just don't think the the money's there to to, to get the level of signing that that club would need because you bring in someone permanent, you have a problem come come the summer when he wants to sign his real centre back. Well, we need two anyway, Andy. Then in the summer that well, he's going to get his real centre back. What's 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 different in the summer that well, we I get think, the real centre back that he's targeting? Okay, I think when Alan's going to go, that's pretty clear at this stage. Right. Mm. So that, that frees up wages. And mm. tia, uh, Andy, sorry about cutting across you. Mohammed agrees with you there anyway. So there's one fella giving you the thumbs up anyway. <laughs> so look, I think I think um I think obviously Fabinho moves back into midfield and then we sign a centre back. And then now that doesn't remove the situation. I think Gomez is finished for good. I, I just can't see him recovering from that injury. It's um the the outlook is not good for that type of injury. And it the the kid has had so much happen to him in his short career so far. It's they're gonna have to probably sign another centre back if not probably three centre backs over the next two windows. And I just don't I just don't think that Klopp is going to buy a player for the for the short term uh that he has that he has to get rid of then. That's not going to happen. They keep it tight. He likes to keep a tight squad himself, tight amount of numbers. And that, and and FSG are going to be the same. But is there not an argument to say that we need four centre backs? So, like, I mean, so whoever he's bringing in now yeah. mightn't necessarily be this bum that's going to get disappear off into the sunset or we need to fuck him out yeah. after six months. Well, There's look, going to be right. someone there that we need in the squad. I, th- I think so. But look, I'm only take on a podcast. I think we do need three, <laughs> <laughs> I think we do need three, uh, three, center, three center backs. I, I think well, you, you, I, can't, listen, you can't carry on with Gomez and Matup as, nope. f- as basically important centre-backs in your squad. Yeah. They're not reliable. One of them has to go, and it's probably going to be Gomez. And then Matup's getting on, and he's in and out. That's another centre-back. Matup should be far choice, like, really, realistically. Like, I think all things being equal, and he could, uh, with the centre-back options of the club now, and he could keep himself fit. I think he's the second best. I think he's Van Dijk's partner when he's fit. And if he was, like, going to give you three quarters of a season, I think it's Matup. But he's made of biscuits. So, my biggest regret on this is that we haven't been able to identify a player of the required standard playing in a lower league that wouldn't require a big, wouldn't require a big money signing. And the reason I'm saying this, Matup was on a free. Gomez cost 1.2 million. The only money that we spent at centre-back was Lovren, who we then sold and got the money back for. And Van Dijk. And when Dyke comes in from the Coutinho money, you know, we have a fantastic squad because of the way we've managed it, but I keep coming back to it. If our model is to sell to buy, right, then we use most of the money that we that we raised in the summertime to sign Thiago, which everyone was crying out, we need Thiago, we need Thiago, when in reality we needed two centre-backs. And we've needed two centre-backs since last summer, last last December. Because Matip's and then we saw Lovren. So like the mm. like Matip's injury problems isn't just this season. Gomez no. has 
Gomez's dip in form since last March, before he got injured, was mm. shocking. And people have forgotten mm. this. This is like when, when a player gets injured, he gets better the longer he's out injured because people forget the type of form he had prior to him going out injured. And that's why I said, oh, you would see Matt was number two, Phil. I, I, I don't think there's any argument, really, when both yeah. are I think... Matip is is a, is a, is a, is is just a better centre back than Gomez. I completely agree that we need a centre back. I just uh, this 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 finger pointing the jump from the finger pointing from it's not it's Klopp's fault because well, we're not going to say that to it's FSG's fault and we've missed out the middleman the controls who we identify and what the players that we identify and the players that we want is the guy that nobody there hasn't been one article there wasn't one article by any of the journalists saying FSG need to get the checkbook out now. Actually, you need to get Edwards on board to say that actually we, we can sign a better centre back than Williams and Phillips. And that's who that's who needs to be on board straight away because if he's not on board, FSG aren't opening the checkbook for anyone well, look, at any stage. Edwards Edwards has been excellent, as we all know, in 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 how we how he's negotiated deals and the players he brought in. But he he was hit with a major problem, and that's the players he wanted to get rid of, they couldn't get the, they couldn't get a marker for them. Because Pete, other clubs don't have money. No one's spending loads of money. And we needed we needed the market value for those players. There was no way he was letting Shakiri go for three or four million or Origi go for three or four million. When in another in another like in another year, you know, you might get twenty plus million for them. So they're not going to get rid of assets. They these players have book values. They're not going to devalue the club by just releasing players. I, 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 compl- I completely agree with you. Like the thing is, I, I, I'm just not into the jumping on on any out or in bandwagon. I'm, I like you need to get past that and just start looking at the whole situation holistically. You can't look at one part and say it's that yeah. fault. Yeah, it's yeah. this fault. It's that fault. We've been talking about for for four, five, six weeks ago. I was pushing the idea that because we have to make do makeshift centre backs, it's going to impact the way we play, and that's exactly mm. how it's pay- yeah. playing out. And that's that's if it that's if it look we've been extremely unlucky. The plan was working, everything was fine. We won the league, okay. Then, then you know the pandemic with um, with the injuries, and it's it's just kind of changed everything. And and it's it's very difficult to know what's going on. Like the players barely got a break um, to to kind of uh, reset and regroup after winning the league. Like it was such a psychological um, demand, a physical demand. To get that league one and with everything else going on, then did no preseason, and now we have players out of form. You have players shifting around positions. Like there's a huge amount going on. The centre back isn't just going to solve all our problems. It's just not. It just doesn't work that way. And it'll, it'll, it'll help. Of course, it'll help. Of course, it'll help. There's there's no downside mm. to getting a stopgap centre yeah. back in, if if at all possible. There's absolutely no downside in but my I opinion. I know what else will help. Players getting back into form. We saw yeah, the players fair. that we depended on last year, right? Mane hasn't hasn't been playing uh, playing well. Salah up to up to the weekend, he scored two goals, could have got a hat trick. Hasn't been playing well. Firmino's been bad for a long time. Trent isn't himself. You know what I mean? Roberts is not able to uh, have the influence on game he's had because Trent's not able to find him with those passes. They're not able to get up as high. They haven't got the control in midfield as they had. I think it's like players like Kate, who he depended on a lot, is being injured. Um, as good as uh, Thiago is, he's still adapting to a new system. He can't. He can't track back. We we need we need our players playing up high. Uh, their them fullbacks playing up high, and Thiago sitting deep and doing his doing his bit. But the way 
the way we're hit by United on the counter attack, he hasn't got the legs to, to chase Marcus Rashford mm-hmm. back or, or to be hitting the counter. Uh, so there's there's a lot going on that it's it's not just going to be a centre back that's going to call, uh, that's going to solve all our problems. We need Fabinho back sitting in front of the back bar. <laughs> <laughs> do the walk, Phil. Do the walk. Tavo, <laughs> I, I completely, I completely agree. And I'm saying it ages like I. I think Fabinho, it's gone under the radar, Andy, hasn't it? I think it's actually gone quite Fabinho's, under the radar. Fabinho not being sitting in front of the back four, yeah, and not even, not even <clears> sitting in front of the back four, but to be able to play that position so high. Yeah. How often you, he's your, your defensive screen, but he's made that role his own at the club. He mm. he can he does that job very high up. They win the ball up and a quick and tra- uh, transition. But now we don't have that. Yet we're not winning the ball in the opposition's half. We're not going man for man in on attack. Like there's a huge our, our best midfield last year. We all agree was the you know the the hard work and trusty tree when Aldam Henderson and uh, for me, we don't we don't have that. <laughs> we don't have that um, luxury anymore. That Andy, like, I'm not saying you're contradicting yourself, but it's like you're saying the centre back isn't the issue. But like, listen to what the issues of not having a centre back has done for our midfield. It's a massive fucking thing. I can't, I can't believe they're not acting on it. I just, I'm in shock because right, it's more right. than just your centre half. To be honest, our fucking honest, team is fucked up and yeah. all totally out of kilter because there's people plugging holes because their two are missing. To and honest, it's, it's to right. say it's not the major contributing factor to why we're as shit as we are, I think is is, right. is really the caliber, <laughs> the caliber of centre back, the, the caliber centre back available to us at the moment, and what's what what we could possibly get isn't going to be much better than Reese Williams or or not Phillips. It's not going to be. Fun, be. <laughs> but, but like, come on, come on now. Seriously, well, it is going to be. Can, can I just can I just yes. can I just answer Delwyn? Yeah, directly. Yeah, just to wreck your head, that one. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> and here, do you know what? They, they won't be there. So right. Ray. Yeah, go on. It's it's not automatic that they um that they, they go and buy a centre back that's going to that's gonna move Fabino back into midfield. I think I think the, the type of centre back the club is saying would improve the situation. Isn't someone that's going to come in and start every week? I don't think he pulls for being aware of where he's been. At Capella University, education is as smart as the world around us. With the FlexPath format, you can take classes at your own pace, set your own deadlines, and even leverage your previous experience to move faster. Now that's smart. Learn more at capella.edu. Too good there. Mm. But the only way Fabinho gets moved out there is if Klopp can get the player he wants, the type of player that he would buy in the summer uh, for big money on a long-term contract on decent wages. He was going to be he was going to be uh, in in his plans to start every week. Right, that's the only way you move Fabinho out of out of out of defence. Lads, can I just say something? Right, the um, yeah. well, if the season gets null and void anyway, none of this will make any difference. Think about it like that. Be great, right? So there's there's that bit. But look, I want to like all all I think about at this stage is with the level of FSG out love that's out there is that pity that the likes of Sean Carberry Red they don't come on and have a chat to us all because they're great lads, um because they make lots of sense and think about it, like if you think that FSG out is going to solve all the problems, you're completely looped. 
at this stage. Um, does, yeah, does basically, does, does basically nothing is going to solve this in the next five to seven days. Even if we bring a centre back in, it will take them two to three weeks to get up to speed. Great for us on, on a run in, but we and this is what I want to get into. Right, this is this is my topic. January's lads. Traditionally, January's <clears throat> results wise have never been great for us. Like, can you ever? Can you? When was the last time you won an FA Cup match in January? I'm asking you this. Nine, 94. 1994, I think it was, right? Who cares? Like, nobody really cares about it, right? So that does that. But normally after the run of games that's happened over the Christmas period, January slows down for the squad. And we've always seen that Klopp's teams tend to slow up through January in terms of the performances. The first three seasons, he really struggled with, with January. As it, the 18-19 season, um, we lost the FA Cup game. And then I think we drew the match before. And then we played City. I'm not. I think we beat City in that game. Then we lost the FA Cup game against Wolves. Then we played Brighton and we win that one. And it was probably the first real decent January we had. And then we had the wonderful January last season. And that ran into the first time they put a winter break in place. Now we're into a situation where we're missing players. We have injuries. We were carrying a lot of dead wood in the squad, like Keita, like Oxlade, like <laughs> no. But I'm, I'm serious. These are players yeah, that are pointless. The you know we saw him in Amino. We may as well have just left him uh, for a year on loan at Salzburg for the amount of games he's played in. Like we're carrying so much dead wood in that squad that the the, the requirement on this team to play week in week out that eleven is definitely starting to impact in terms of performances. And now they're being asked to play more games than they've ever had to be asked to play in a January. Right. So we're looking at try- how do we get our form back? Look at this run of fa- look at the run of games. Look at the way we've played through January. <laughs> Phil, it's not even January yet, if you, if you think about it. I know. I know. We've had no pre-season. We've had no pre-season. Right, yeah. And uh, the season started late. So this is December. We're fucked next week. <laughs> yeah. No, like, like when we get to February, February January. <laughs> We've gone from Andy Nomics into Andy doing calendars now. This is mental. Yeah. <laughs> Andy, normally we have a decent December. Yeah, so <laughs> we haven't so, this year. So January is going to be brutal. So your point is moot. <laughs> no, but you look, you, you look, you look at our January's normally. They've normally and they've normally then cracked into form come the end of January. Now we've got two games before January finishes, which scares me a bit because normally you only have one game before January finishes. But we don't. We play. We play. We play. Um, Spores on Thursday and somebody else at the weekend. Um, but like West Ham. Well, yeah, like they, they're straight away, they're two tough games. And the West Ham game is tougher than it normally would be. But like with Moyes, it's it's always a, a slugfest in terms of playing him. We tend to beat them, but we always play it right. But then you look at Spurs and it's like, it's insane. And then after West Ham game, what we get, I think there's a Brighton match at some point, but then it's Leicester City. Um, Brighton, and Brighton, and Brighton and Man City. Man City is Brighton, the 7th of February. Brighton, Man City, Leicester, <clears throat> Leipzig, which is January. So- yeah, which is really January. So, <laughs> like, we have a huge number of games coming up, right? So, th- there's there's a mad there's a mad take on on the comments, Andy, that me and you don't want to sign a centre back at all. That we're in great form. Like, that's that's definitely true. But like, this team needs to find form now. <laughs> it needs to find form. Kev, 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 who hates me tonight, but is normally good mates with me. He is right that we have we had the longest rest periods between games over the Christmas period, and up until Christmas, it looked like we were going to walk away with the league. Our January has been nothing short of a clusterfuck. So I'm asking you now, lads, how come January has always been a sticky period for Klopp? And is this 
just an, an exacerbation of the fact that we have so many more fixtures condensed into this January than normally we wouldn't. Any of you? Yeah, well, to the, the answer your first question, why <clears throat> why does it why is it always the way that Klopp always has a poor January? I would imagine that that's the intensity and the demands that he puts on his players in pre-season. And then that follows into the season and a huge amount of games over Christmas. So it takes her takes his toll and maybe the he takes the um the foot off them a little bit in January and the intensity's not quite there and then they drop points. That's what I'd imagine somewhere around the reason why January's not good. Last year there seemed to be seemed to kind of adapt and rotate a lot in December and there was the there was the game that we had to go over to um where do we go to play the Club World Cup? Good so fair. things were things were a little bit different than look we we done well. I think last year is an exception to the rule. Yeah, does it's a good point, Phil. We're probably just experiencing the norm, which is in a an exasperation of the norm. And I, I can't see it. I can't see it changing with with the amount of games that they're playing. Mm. Mm. Right. I don't know where to come with that. I don't know if this happens, doesn't it? Like, I mean, you can't put it down to the, the fucking name of the month that we're playing in. Like you say, it's a, a congested fixer, fixer list in December, and I'd say that it's just a bit of fatigue then come January is the only reason. Maybe the style of football knackers them out a bit, bit more than other teams that aren't playing that particular high press and stuff. But um, it does, uh, Jesus, I don't know. Sometimes results just fall and it looks like it's a sink. It's only January's. It could be the matches we're playing, the particular teams we're playing. I, like I say, I don't know. I don't know. At least, at least they can't, they're not very bold on the comments about this topic. No, no, there's no mean girls. They're all just sitting there going, mm, yeah, the lads are right there on this match. Yeah, Andy's not a Muppet anymore. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Phil's Phil sound. Yeah, yeah. Phil's got his hair and his gym coffee and his... It's fake wine, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Once we start talking about FSG, we'll get it, you fucking like It's mad. It's mad. Uh, Listen, Phil, it's like FA Cup in January just automatically just fucking pain in the bollocks. I'd say the players feel the fucking same about that. Shy pitches in January, shy FA Cup toys, get B, probably rolls on to a couple of dodgy results in the league then and then fucking we kick back into gear in fairness I'd say I'd say the, the best explanation to it was probably Andy's you know what I mean you have that intensity coming up you're trying to get through a busy Christmas period the FA Cup Royals in January great opportunity to fucking make a lot of changes mm. Klopp uh, has generally uh, we've generally finished the seasons like trains uh, under them so maybe that's the month that we, maybe that's just like the, the bit of the breather that the uh, that the lads need to, to kick on and go and uh <laughs> To kick on and go forward. <laughs> Get out! <laughs> I, I, I you're so bold. Hang on, Tom. Tom Boland. There's a lot of talk about Gomez's knee having to be rebuilt and not looking good for. It's like, would you reckon that was like? Do you remember the six million dollar man from the seventies? Oh, what a show! For- <laughs> Steve Austin. 
the stone cold Steve Austin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you see him <laughs> across the pitch, getting faster and faster. No, I'd say that, look, the, the, if, if there's a positive with it, the only positive I, I can think of really is that uh, Zuma from Chelsea doing the same thing. And mm. he's back playing now and back playing at a, oh, uh, uh, yeah, at, at a, at a good level uh, for Chelsea. Um, I think he's a good player, Zuma. And to come back after that injury like that, you can only, that's really a pot. Like you'd be hoping Gomez can do similar. That's really the only positive we can take him. I'm not fucking Dr. Richard Stedman. I don't know what the fuck happened, but his knee blew up and nobody near him. Yeah, so, no. and look, remember Henderson. Henderson was uh, when he was interviewed. I think we we all thought maybe he was suggesting that something else happened. Maybe there was a a, a player involved. Do you remember what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I I think it was just the upsetting nature of the injury that they were all just playing out, and Gomez's knee just gives up. And I think mm-hmm. the, the the nature of the injury. I think. I think people are genuinely worried that his, his, his career could be over. I, I honestly think, if, if like, uh, like on the Gomez side, it'd be a shame if injury ruins his career. But like, I, I, I don't get it. Like, the, he's off. His knee seemed to explode. We've have we have all these pictures of Van Dyke doing a recovery job and people getting their knickers in a twist, thinking he's going to be back in ten minutes. Like, these lads are gone. Crack one after them videos. No, I don't, Ray, because none of that, Neither none of that I. even. <laughs> None of that even affects me as a human anymore, right? So it's like all these people here who are who are shooting at, at, from the hip, thinking that I, I hate football and I hate watching matches. They're true. It's true. It's just I just like honestly, I I just enjoy coming on here to see what the lads want to talk to me about and how they want to shout at me. So it's it's I I live for this. This is great, but like I don't because I only care about seeing a player in the jersey on the pitch playing for us and fit. If you're not playing for it, it's a bit like if you're not playing for me, I don't care. And, I, and that's ultimately because you can't do anything. You're not going to be able. To, you're, you're not. You're, you're worth nothing to me as long as you're not in. You're not able to perform. It's like Casey. It's great that he has loads of loads of statistics in a book. It'll be great that he can put a, a sticker album together of all the statistics he had when he finishes up. But like, no use. Turns up once every three days in to the canteen to say I'm, I'm going to be fit soon, and they all just go, Yeah, Grant. Yeah, best luck. Yeah, that's my fear, Kev. I mean, when when Gomez is fit. And he's playing well. He's in form. He's the perfect centre back for for us to play playing the high line. His recovery pace is excellent. The the way um he's so good on the ball with Van Dyke, it's it's ideal. But the sad reality is there's that fear lingering. You know, mm. you look at you look at Van Dyke's recovery and the the videos, <laughs> the content out there. Look, it's like he's no magic man. Like it's it's proportionate to the the um degree of the terror that happened in his ACL. He's recovering well, and it looks like we might see him before the end of the season. But by contrast, you look at how Gomez's recovery is going. He's barely on the road. Mm. Yeah, like it's, it's sad. That's a sad reality. Like, and I, I, Jesus, for a while, like I was thinking between Gomez and Van Dijk, we had a perfect centre back partnership for years. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, it's like it's. It's but at the same time I still t- always thought Gomez was so injury prone. I was told he wasn't, and then yeah, he always seems to be fairly, uh, um, fairly 
injury yeah, problems. No, I think Phil, you said it earlier, Rondo, as well. I think there's a bit of romanticism going on about him as well. Um, I think his form definitely did from when that first time, the, the, the original time that him and Van Dijk were together, like Andy said, it looked amazing. But I thought Gomez's form fell off. Well, I won't say fell off a cliff, but really dipped badly. Sort of the last few times he was playing. I, 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 I think he's. I think he's. He's quite. He's different to the way Matip is. Matip, like misses an awful lot of games, or seems to slot straight back in and and go straight in at a higher level. When Gomez was in and out of the team, when Matip was um, when Matip was playing, Gomez was coming on late in games. He was getting some starts. He just wasn't at the level that he like he needed to be at, and probably that like he needed he needed to play himself back into some sort of form. So they kind of differ that way. I I, I would uh, in yeah, my I opinion. Think- I think the, the the pace thing as well. I was saying it sort of to the lads that you know. I think we got spoiled almost with the two of them there watching watching uh, strikers and offensive players for the opposition sort of having a head start on our centre backs and then being able to catch them. And now and now we're having this reality of watching uh, our centre halves having a having a ten, five and ten yard start on, a, on an attacker and the the, the young fellas stepping in there and fellas are just running by them like the Forrest Gump. So it's you know it's it's. Uh, yeah, and we're missing it. We're missing the pace. You know. Can I ask? Can I ask right there? And it sort of leads us. We were going to go down the Tommy Tuchel going to Chelsea route, and in terms of discussion, but I, I want. I actually want to just go a bit off topic here. Um, Shane, on this, it's probably a bit more relevant, given that the game is coming up on on Thursday, right? Um, and it sort of leads into this centre back conversation. Any time we've played sports recently, we've more or less been able to keep um, Son fairly quiet, right? And a lot of people have said that Son is going to run amok on Thursday. Of all their players, he's my biggest concern because he sort of exploits that weakness in the cent- any centre-back pairing that we put up. Like, And I'll actually lead on this. Like, uh, looking into this game, is this not where we are particularly weak? And I, I'll go back. Uh, like The goals that we conceded against United come down the, the, the where the centre-backs are being exposed because the full-backs are pushed so high. Yeah, yeah um, well, when, the, like when you were talking there about Son, the first thing that popped into my head was the weekend and the positions that uh, Rashford took up would be, would be very similar to uh, the positions mm-hmm. that uh, Son will take up on the on the pitch. We were we were extremely high. Oh, you, look, listen, I'm sick. Losing to United, you're sick. You, like, you don't want to lose. The, you don't want to be losing the game even though it's only the FA Cup. Because oh, I hate them. Uh, exactly, but like Andy said earlier, I thought it was a bit more like it from us, kind of attacking wise. We we um, we were on the front foot. We were kind of we were dictating play. They listen. They were happy enough with that because that's what they wanted to do. Playing the break, uh, Spurs would be similar. Not sure they're as good as United on the break. Like my point is, we'd have been we'd have been that as good on the front foot, etc. Against Burnley, we'd have picked up the three points. We were we were very very poor, but the performance at all, particularly Trent, he's kind of the one I've been kind of looking at. He's he's gone through some some pretty bad farm club uh, reference COVID, but that has been has been an issue. He's obviously had them mad stats where he was giving the ball away a lot in some games. But I have to say, listen. I know a lot of people have their own kind of who who played well, who didn't some Jekyll and Hyde performance. I thought Trent was good against United, and particularly on the ball. I thought his delivery was good. I thought his his, uh, his passing was whipped in, um, getting fizzed in the players, and I, I thought he was good. So, yeah, look at Phil. Obviously, to your point, uh, Son is going to drift out that side uh, between Trent and Matip. 
And I'd be listen. I would be hopeful that we can. I know he scored against us in the home game that we won a couple of months ago. Uh, but listen, I, I rate him big time as a player. I think I'd be similar to you, Phil. I, I think he's absolutely excellent. If we could take a player off, uh, Spurs would probably be probably be be him. Yeah. But um, yeah. he's. Uh, I, I think he's excellent. But listen, I, I, you, you just you just have to hope like that that was something to build on the weekend, and that we can we can. We can up the performance again because I think we need to probably up it again uh, to get a win uh, on Thursday. Andy, one of the one of the big things that we we managed to not suffer with it the last time around, but we are looking vulnerable to the counter, which is the first time in a long time we've looked vulnerable to the counter. Um, and sport like it's a Jose Mourinho side; they they're never going to play dominant. Uh, possession-based football, so like he's going to be licking his lips, thinking it's this is a great chance for them to get an early goal and then put 116 men in the box to prevent us getting any shots away at all. Like, is the key to this game for us not to concede? And I, like, I know this sounds ridiculous, but like, it's it's genuinely not to concede an early goal in any way, shape, or form. Like. All these threats are, you know, being identified there the, in the comments. Look, Son is is their danger man, for, especially for us the way we are at the moment. But we have to remember this all. This depends a lot on us. Look, the way we are playing at the moment, we're 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 there for the picking of anyone really. Anyone we play is is capable of scoring against us, and we are struggling to score. And I just took a little bit of comfort in seeing the way they played yesterday. If Liverpool can start off the way they did against United and improve, build on that a little bit and be less ropey at the back, and we do score early, we can we can kick on and we can beat Spurs. But look, the danger is if we stay in the type of form we're in at the moment, Spurs could easily pick us off. It's a lot more down to us and what they can do. Mm. Well, they, they, they had a good few opportunities in the in the game at Anfield earlier on as well. They sort of slipped under the radar. So I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd, it came as the sitter with a header. Yeah, but they yeah. they can't the they can't be. The other guy missed missed two two chances. Hit the post with one as well. Like, like I can't think of the name. Yeah, um, but uh, the, yeah. So they they had a good few opportunities there. Like you you know it's. You you wonder, and I'm sure sure Jose doesn't know any 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 other way to play, as in uh, he will try playing the counter attack. We just have to be worried to it. That's all. Um, and it, look, look, I'd echo what the lad said. We I- turn off your laptop. We're on staycation. I'm on TotalWine.com. They have so many rosés, chardonnays, and proseccos. It feels like a real vacation. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total wine and more. It was. I won't say well impressed, but from where we've been, the the, the performance yesterday was 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 ten ten times what we've seen in the last few games. And I, I've been yeah. saying that all along. The fellas were saying I was in the swamp, or you know we were shit. <laughs> you know, and I, I couldn't stand people just turning around and t- trying to point to the good. We were absolutely terrible, and had been. I'd even stretch it back even to the Palace game. Not forget that we scored seven goals, but that was one of them mental games where every everything we touched went in the goal. They'd fucking Yamanoyu had three or four opportunities to put them ahead, and Allison kept us in the game at the start so did that dip in form has been going on a little bit longer than the the top reds have been uh, uh, have been uh, saying so um i got i got a bit of a boost after watching yesterday's game i have to say i think i think it'll probably for me i think it'll probably come down to listen we've all talked about missing van dyke and um Effects kind of how we play going forward, diagonals, etc., uh, etc. Et but it's going to come down to kind of the front three because if, if we're our, our attack and play, should I say, if we're as tortured as we were 
in games. Mourinho, a Mourinho team is just going to sit there and lap that up all day. They'd sit that edge of that box and watch us go side to side with no runners going vertically. If, if we're going to pop it side to side, they'll do that all fucking day. Their spores are just a far, far, far better version of Burnley. They'll just sit mm. in. They'll want us to clip balls into the box, head them out. They'll, they've, they've better players <laughs> to break with. They've better, they've better footballers, better fellas on the ball. But essentially, that, that's what they are. Like they've been punished for it in recent weeks, uh, going one nil up and just sitting back in and getting punished against Fulham. And there was another thing, Palace as well. So, but like, if like we're we're going to have to be really fucking zippy and fucking at it, and like and, and popping the ball around really quick in, in possession, uh, up up front to get to get them moved out position and moving all over the place. Because if we don't, it could be. Listen, it'll be if we don't, it'll be an easy night for them because they're that they're well drilled. Well, well, my main criticism over how we played over the world is the lack of zip in our play. It's it, that mm. was like I know we're, we're sort of saying right, who's missing where, but how slow we were. <clears throat> opportunities to play balls quickly, and we were we were almost subconsciously. Obviously, we weren't sitting there thinking about it, but subconsciously wanting to go backwards and not just not going for the jugular. Sometimes it was I don't know, I don't know. That, that, that obviously is a confidence thing, but yeah. Um, mm. Is there not something though, and because we haven't got to talk about these type of things for a good while, but like at, at this stage though, like and given the way we've been performing and given the issues we have with the defense, like why hasn't Klopp tried something different? And when I say something different, like changing the system up so as that we are able to compensate for the fact that we don't like to expose the center backs as much we would if it was Van Dyke and another beside him. Like we have to play. Like, there's no point in playing for me when the team is shit. Like so, there's like he's not scoring goals. He's bringing nothing to it. So does that not give us the opportunity to try something different? To put to go four two three one to play with Shakiri Salah and somebody else behind, say Mane, and get Mane and Salah to ro- rotate in and out of that central sort of striker position where you're not lumping crosses in. We're trying to do something different. We did this when Joseph was fit, where we where we had like the four of them up, up front and just letting them run all over the place and cause mm. mayhem in front of a defence. To try mm. pull them out, out of shape, to pull them out of their positions that they're, they're, they're used to because they don't know who's going in as the central striker. They don't know who's going to pull out wide, who's going to go left, who's going to go right. Like For me... Changing it up so is that we put players who can like if you got look at Curtis Jones right, kid has done well when he's played for us. Wouldn't is there not an argument to put Thiago, maybe Henderson? And, and I'd I'd be in favour of of giving Wijnaldum a rest. He's he's the only fella that's playing every single game in midfield at this stage. And sometimes I look at him and he looks a bit tired. And I'd be going right. Is there not an argument to put Thiago and Henderson sitting there in the centre of the park and in front of them put Curtis Jones, put Salah, put Shakiri, and then put Mane up in front of them and get get. Mane and Salah to rotate out in and out of that central forward position throughout the game. As we tried last season, before we went on our big run towards the back end of the season, we were changing things around and we played Salah central. Do you remember we started off the season with Salah playing very much central and the two other lads drifting out wide and coming in and attacking? Like We need to do something. Like for me, I just think that the teams have, have, have figured out a way to prevent a lot of our attacking threat. And they've taken that, and the good teams particularly have looked at what Atletico Madrid did last March and have replicated that. And the bad teams are now looking at it and are doing the exact same thing as well. Like, is this not a, an opportunity for us? Try some, throw something different that they're not expecting because they're going to expect them to turn out and do the exact same thing again. Well, that's a, that's a good coach. Possibly, sorry. Well, 
that's what good coaches do, Phil. And when you when you win the league, you put a target on your back, mm-hmm. and we're, we're suffering the effects of it. You know, with everything else going on, and um, it's easy for us to say change the formation, but Liverpool attacking numbers. Like the only way we would benefit is by just changing our approach altogether, is by maybe giving up a bit of possession, sitting a little and trying to play in the counter. But teams won't. It's just it's just that easy for us to make these suggestions. Players need to get into form. Players need to get into form before something fucking happens. And as well, I think it's a it's a bit of a comfort cushion thing, isn't it? When you're not playing well, that you're probably looking back to the team that brought you all the success. So there's a, I don't know, you're sort of almost nervous about changing that, or you you're sitting there waiting for it to happen again. If do you know what I mean? They're sitting there and saying, "Right, well, this is the, this this worked for us before. It's eventually going to click for us again. It's eventually going to happen again." And they were your safety blanket. They they were the ones that brought you all the success. So you're, you're going to keep out almost saying, "No, we'll just stick with it. It's going to come good." They can't. They haven't torn bad overnight. It's going to come good. And you get caught in that mindset where you're almost scared to change it. You know. I think that might be something. Maybe wanting to play players back into form. So the easiest way for doing that will be in what their that tried and tested is what their Louis Ray says. What that what that comfortable uh, the, the formation that comfortably and most used to. Uh, playing in the four three three, but I, I certainly wouldn't be adverse. Like he has thrown curve balls, like you said. Like they, they've played the four lads, like a four two four at times when Jota was fit. Um, I think we started with we started with Salah through the middle for for a few games. Uh, I think the start of last season, um, <clears throat> as well. So in a, in a four two three one, I, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be adverse to, adverse to that at all, Phil. No. Mm. I just at this stage it's worth throwing something up but just to change it around give teams something else to think about because if you're continually playing the same style eventually team look at like you know you just need the players to be continually on the ball at this point in time and maybe a slight change and as Andy says maybe we do go a little bit deep maybe we, maybe we just toss it on its head and say right if you want to do something you're going to have to come out against us create the spaces and the opportunities for us because teams think we're a wounded animal sometimes if a team thinks you're a wounded animal the best thing to do is to sit back and act like the wounded animal and then pounce like a maddening tiger. I think, listen, I think security is kind of key at the minute uh, for us. He's he's the one that can kind of p- pick the ball up and he's throwing them, he's throwing direct slide real balls through the, to the front three. He's the only one that's kind of prepared to take a gamble, really seems to be, rather than going the side to side way. He, like he, he's not he's no problem trying to play that slow drill ball and even and, and he'll like he doesn't need to be five yards away to try and do it. He'll try and ping one in from fifteen, twenty yards to get the lads in uh, in behind. So I think he's kind of key, I think, at the minute while um uh, I think he's key at the minute to kind of get us playing a bit more Direct is the wrong word because you're saying like you, you think it's Sam Allardyce stuff. But I mean when we get on when we yeah, get on the ball in the right areas yeah, more than of Ray. Yeah, sorry, that's that's the word I was looking for. He seems to be the one fucking for me anyway. In, with the with the kind of injuries we're picking up, we don't know how Henderson is for tours. They, I, I think Shaq is kind of like at the minute attacking wise for us. Mm. Him, Curtis John, anyone, anyone that can play a true ball because this going out wide and whipping balls in. You know, one thing that has it, like, and one thing that people aren't talking about, like, whatever transform because he puts himself out there and is always whipping in crosses. Robertson, 
hasn't been on the boil at all. Like think of all the all think of the impact Robertson has had over the last two seasons down that left wing in terms of link play. I'm not talking about crosses into the box in the way Trent has done it, but in terms of link play he's had with Mane and by by default then Firmino as well on the edge of those box to open up the spaces for those little pullbacks and stuff that we've often saw from. He's not getting around teams anymore and he's not getting into those positions. And I like again this is all culminating in, in what we have at this moment in time. And it's, it's, it is, I think, I think that sometimes, sometimes there is the opportunity just to change things around. I've even talked about three at the back with the players we I have. Do, I, 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 do, <laughs> I, I can't even do the kind of bring in. That's so nothing or someone yeah. said that. I did, uh, <laughs> three centre backs, we can't even get fucking one. But fuck's sake. I, I, do, I do think it's been like it, it's something I've probably picked up on in games. Now, I don't know why I'm not intelligent enough at football. I'm not a UEFA fucking pro license or whatever like that. Like all these mad cunts on Twitter. But like, I, 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 I did. I, like, I, I have found a noticeable in the in the last, like, probably, probably since the bad run. When Robbo's getting on it, Mane's not close enough to him. He seems to be very far. He, he seems to be a lot closer to goal, Mane. And Robbo's kind of just out there isolated, probably maybe with, with two bodies in front of him. He can't get the ball into Mane for them one-twos or inside to maybe the midfield at the runoff because there's too many bodies out there. And Mane's not out, uh, out with him, kind of occupying bodies. Just something I kind of notice in the games, kind of. It just because you're, you're so used to them two linking up along with the, the left side of midfield, uh, maybe Genie, uh, kind of playing around there and getting around teams and getting in behind. But it's it's kind of very towards the last while. And I kind of kind of feel when the ball goes wide to Robbo, he's, he's, uh, the last while has been very, very isolated. There's a name now I haven't heard. It's, it's, just, it's, it's, um, sorry, Phil. Go. No, I was just going to say, do you remember when we signed that Greek fella who was meant to be brilliant and then we never saw him again? Like, he literally moved in with Keita and that was the end of that. It was just like his missing persons reports are being foiled and everything. Where the hell is he? Who is he? He's, ba- he's back fit. He's back fit. He's, he was on the bench the other day. He can't even play in a friendly. Get up the air. Yeah, well, yeah lads. Now, in regards to, to both fullbacks, Trent, you know, Trent's obviously been, been the worst of the two, in my opinion. Uh, he's been terrible, actually. But, um, I mean, it, you, you can't say enough about, uh, you know, having our usual dogged midfield in the, 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 the cover that gave them to be up the other end of the pitch. You mm-hmm. know? Um, and, and, and to not have that safety blanket in the, in the middle, then that's, you know, they're obviously on, on, on the pullback there, you know? That's it. <laughs> this one here is <laughs> yes, man with the square head is correct. <laughs> now, now I think the funniest part is I haven't a clue which one of us he's talking about. <laughs> uh, he's he's devo he's devo talking about me with the square head razor. <laughs> I think Thank, you look great, Devo. Thanks, Abdullah. Fair play to you. Oh God! <laughs> Legendary. <Yeah. laughs> that's Ragnar. That's Ragnar Clavin and Squarehead have been called Phil on these oh. fucking podcasts. There's the name. Get time, him back at centre back. Time for a haircut. Mister <laughs> <laughs> <Mr>. Squarehead. <laughs> oh, you smell a photo shop, Davo. Fuck off, you razor. <laughs> Roblox Stavros. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking hell. 
Oh, <laughs> Upgrade Davo's head. <laughs> you could swap out his hair. <laughs> Davo books. Davo books. Uh, I'm, sh- that's it. I'm fucking shaving my head tomorrow. That's, my, that's that comment made by night. <laughs> I can see that sticking. Double blocks. blocks. <laughs> oh god. Kate is uh, back to training supposedly. He was is he yeah, trying training as an apprenticeship, is he? Yeah. <laughs> Phil's just locked, <laughs> just shouting out stuff. That's not <laughs> alcoholic word. It's not alcoholic one. It's not I have yeah, I've 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 oh, it's yeah, I packed in. I packed in alcohol completely. I only do hard oh. drugs now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you want yeah. any? <laughs> you and Neil <laughs> both. Nah, nah. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's dry January. We have to get through these lockdowns together, all in. Um, but right, I think that's it. Is it? Do we have yeah, any other topics? Ah, yeah. Oh, well. Fucking Andy! Andy's been doing to get off for about half an hour. There he is now. What's wrong, Andy? I don't promise. I don't promise. No, he he went he went all in on the FSG stuff. Like, yeah, I, I used the ball the energy when we were talking about FSG, the passion. Yeah. See what 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 people don't what people don't realize when we used to do the pod, we used to do all like the trippers chats and stuff at the very start. So as we can have, so we were in good mood down again to talk about football. Do you remember that? Yeah. And then it'd be like. Yeah. It'd be bored talking about football, which is like yeah, this is fair, yeah. and, and then that would be it. Then we just edit it around the other way. But now we have to deal with the the non fun bits first. Yeah, yeah. So for that, for Phil is the into our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> non fun bits, all of it. I think we should bring shippers chats back. I think we should bring shippers chats back using the comment box. You can't do that. You couldn't do them live. No. Ah, you're joking. You'd get fucking arrested, Phil. Some of the stuff. You need Paul Paul Brennan back for them as well. Bring him back one night only. Yeah, Raji, I don't know how you know, but Lampard being sacked was another topic. And then, to be fair, the only real concern happens depending on the result against Spurs. If we lose, then the challenge, the whole team becomes a challenge for top four. And then it's what what can Tuchel do with that squad because like clearly he's a competent manager which Lampard wasn't so that would be the only fear that we have there we pro- we might carry that over to see depending on what happens with the Spurs match and then the subsequent match against West Ham at the weekend they're two big games we need six points I don't care what anyone says we need six points out of those games if we have any ambitions of challenging for the league or retaining the league title um, and if we don't win both of them yeah I think you're at the spell in Ribena on your, on your route are there did I yeah yeah yeah, dead right, Phil. Look, someone said earlier on, uh, Arsenal are only seven points behind now. How did that happen? Well, what happened was their fortunes have changed a little bit, and ours can too. United were bottom of half of the table, and we are they were a laughing stock, and now they're top of the league. It's a it's it's a strange season, and in another month, month and a half's time, it'd be FSG in again, and. Everyone be everyone be great and happy again, and we be top of the league. So that's that's just and the way it goes. Many many times that we used to say that, Andy, when we were kind of at that level, you know, and you're you're out playing. Now, geez, we're only six behind them, and if we can get yeah. a couple of wins and blah blah blah, and we never fucking did. <laughs> no, whereas this team can, and that's what people need to remember. Yeah. This team can put a run of 10, 11, 12 games together. They did it before Christmas. 
with the exact same players that we have after Christmas. I think Joseph coming back is going to be a huge, huge boost to this squad when, when he comes back in. All right, so just, you know, in April. Need, yeah, in April with Keita. If Keita, if he can get his, find his way out of Keita's fucking um, wardrobe, <laughs> he's in there with Simi Cass. <laughs> Doritos. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, so uh, that's been the forum. Sorry we didn't have any uh, comments tonight about rampant rabbits, cling film, or batteries. Um, can't have them every week. Brilliant. Can't have them every week. Disappointed in Veranda Cheese to not come in with a, with a legendary show. Um, um, we should I, go for a football chat tonight. I know, Andy. I think we upset. I, I, like, I'd, I'd love to apologise for upsetting you all at the start of the pod, but no, you um, are all wrong. Um, that's been Andy Young. That's been Ray Brady. There, yeah. And then down here has been Blockhead. No. <laughs> <laughs> so let's say you're into yoga or Pilates, or maybe you dabble in gymnastics like me. Either way, you know being flexible is key to doing what you love. That's why Smoothie King created this stretch and flex smoothie for people like us with whole fruits and organic veggies plus type 2 collagen. Make it part of your daily fitness routine to support flexibility and joint health. So try the stretch and flex smoothie and tart cherry or pineapple kale. Order online today for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. When you get a ticket for not wearing your seatbelt, it comes from the police. And from your mother. And your best friend. And your family. We want you to buckle up every trip, every time. Three out of four people ejected from a vehicle in a crash will die. If you won't do it for yourself, do it for us. We like having you around. Click it or ticket. A message from the Michigan Office of Highway Safety Planning. Sports Social Podcast Network.